feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Tammy put out a challenge last week 
um, about, um, you know, people not just listening to the conversation, um, you know, but actually contributing and sharing sharing with us and with our listeners um, what you got uh, from the reading. So hopefully you guys uh, took the time to uh, read chapters three and four. We're going to share our our thoughts and, and, and um, what we gathered. Um, want to remind everyone of our trash can concept here on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Um, we... Um, we don't mention it every week, uh, but we do try to do it as frequent as as, as possible. Um, and basically what that is is you guys moving your trash can um, along with us um, or making a change. Um, and I think we've started to say that, um, you know, a few times as well. Um, but we like to use the trash can as a symbol um for 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 change or for transformation and basically just take your trash can and move it to a different location and then see how many times you go back to its old location um because we are creatures of of habit and a lot of times it's not necessarily where we are in life but it's what we're used to and so if you think about things in your life, um, you know, when you try to make a change or when life has changed, um, and I'm thinking about the book, Who Moved My Cheese, um, but when life has brought about changes or when you're trying to do things differently in life, how often do you find yourself uh, revisiting those old things? How often do you find yourself going uh, back to what you're used to? And if you think about it, it keeps a lot of us from from moving forward. It keeps a lot of us from from reaching our goals uh, because we constantly find ourselves going back. The 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 key is um, if you really want to make a change, though. If you really want to make a change, think about the trash can. If you move the trash can to a different location and find yourself going back to an old location, you have two options. The first one is you can move that trash can back to where it was because if you keep going back there, well, it's easier for you. Clearly, you haven't accepted the fact that you've moved the trash can. So you can move the trash can back to where it was, right? So that way it's it's easy for you. Or you can leave the trash can where it is and you can be determined that you're going to stop going to the old location and go to the new location. And the same thing goes in our lives. If you find yourself trying to um, distance yourself from, from, from people who you know um, are not good for you, right? And you find yourself calling them just because you're used to calling them or you find yourself texting them because you're used to texting them. You can either say, you know what, I'm going to give up on this and I'm just going to accept the fact that, you know, this person is a part of my life or I want this person in my life. Or you can say, you know what, I know that this person is not good for me. 
And because I know that this person is not good for me, even though I've gone back and I've gone against what I said um, and I've texted them or I've called them, let me continue to fight this battle. Let me continue to try to make this change to separate myself. It's only when we do those things because change a lot of times is not easy. But also, a lot of times, it's worth it. It's also necessary. Now, should you change everything and change it all the time or on a regular? That's not what we're saying. However, when it comes to change, and you guys, if you think about your own individual lives, you know when it's time to move that trash can. You know when it's time to separate yourself from certain people. You know when it's time to move on from a job. You know when it's time to move on from a relationship uh, with, with someone or with people. You know when it's time. You know when it's time, just like you know when it's time for you to change your residence. So don't allow yourself, don't allow yourself to get complacent. Okay, be 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 okay with where you are, but know that there's a change that uh, that awaits you. Know that there's a change in your future somewhere, and the best thing to do is to embrace it. Be ready for it. A lot of times we want um, these the these things. We want blessings. Uh, we want um, you know, whether they be, you know, internal things like you want, you may want wisdom, um, you know, you may want, you know, to be more disciplined, um, you know, as a, as a human being, you may want, you know, motivation or, you know, to be more kind or to be more gentle. You may, it, it may be something internal that, that, that you know that you need to work on. It may be, you know, financially, you know, maybe you need financial sense in addition to the finances, whatever it is that you know you need or that you want, understand that if you want something that you don't have now, then there has to be a change in order for you to attain what it is that you want. Because if you could attain it where you are today, then there would be no need for change or and you would already have it. Because if you want something, most likely it's out there for you to get. For example, if you if you want a a uh, let's say you want you know a house. Well, if you could have a house in your current state, you would. In your current situation. If you could have the house that you want, then you'd already have it. But if not, then something has to happen in order for you to get that house that you want. So just think about um, those things in in relation to uh, what I said about the trash can and moving your trash can. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, the Book of Romans uh, just to kind of give you guys a, a, a recap of 
of last week, um, we talked about um, chapters one and two. And, you know, in chapter one, it talks about, um, you know, God turning people over because they they worship the creation more than their creator. And a lot of times we get caught up in um, the thing rather than the person. We get caught up in the in the in the greatness that we see here on earth. We get caught up in um, you know the, the the materialistic things. We get caught up in in fortune and fame. You know we because you know everywhere we look especially, you know, look at TV and it's right in front of your face. Um, you know, reality shows are a big thing now. And if you look at reality shows, um, you know, they they drive very nice cars. They they live in nice houses. If you're like me and you like to watch sports, um, you're seeing it come up on the screen that, you know, somebody's getting $200 million um, over the next 10 years to play in the NBA, and so you're seeing all of these things, and instead of getting wrapped up in, well, this is coming from somewhere, instead of getting wrapped up in the Lord, we get wrapped up in the things that, that are possible. Even when we go to church, we hear about the blessings of God. We read the Bible and see how people had different things. And But instead of focusing on God, we get wrapped up in those things. And then when we get wrapped up in those things, then there's no time for God. There's no, there's no hunger or no thirst. Um you know, to, to, to seek God or to pray or to read your Bible or wh- whatever the case may be. Um, and, 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 you know, let me say this too. Your relationship with God should be personal. Your relationship with God shouldn't have anything to do with anyone else or anything else. And, Regardless of how often you go to church, you still should have a relationship with God. I was reading um, something uh, earlier today, and, you know, people were talking about how, you know, just because you... Um, it was something about a it was something about a dad and about people having having dads and 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 you know um, and knowing what a real man is and somebody's comment was well just because you have a dad or just because you live with him doesn't mean that um, you you're gonna know what a real man is um, because you can you, you can have things right in your face. But it doesn't mean that you're going to have the full understanding or doesn't mean that you're going to be provided with an example 
that um, you're going to be able to live by or that you'll be able to go by. So, go again, going back to Romans 1, focus on the creator and not the, the creation. Don't allow yourself to be um, turned over to where, um, you know, we also talked about people being lost. And I think that's where that comes from because people get so wrapped up in um, these external things or these earthly things that once they do, they, they go so far that they can't come back. They get so caught up in um, worldly things that they, they, they can no longer see God because they're, because they're infatuated. Um, we also talked about um, ignorance last week where Paul, went, uh, he visited um, different churches, and everywhere he went, he said, I will not have you to be ignorant. Take the time to to gain some understanding. Um, don't just take my word. Don't just take uh, Tammy's word. Um, if you hear from my wife to marry you, don't just take her word. Um, but take those things that you hear and do your own research. Spend your own quality time by yourself with the Lord because um, there are people who know the word of God still lead you astray. They might still use it to take advantage of you. Prime example, look at, look at slavery. Slavery lasted in the United States over hundreds of years in the name of the Bible because people took what was in the Bible and used it to their own advantage. So don't think that just because, you know, somebody is giving you what's in the Bible that you should just take it and say, ooh, boom, I got it, because you don't know where it's going to lead you. Just like when Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the, by the devil, the devil was throwing scriptures at him. The devil was quoting scriptures to him. But Jesus was was able to come back at him with the word of God. And so keep that in mind um, throughout this show and throughout the shows in the coming weeks. And, again, don't uh, be afraid to, you know, press the number one and, you know, ask questions or share um you know, your notes from your own reading time. I believe we have Tammy, so I'm going to bring her in. Tammy, are you there? I am here. Hello, Rodney. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Thank you for filling in and taking over. Um, I hadn't been on that long, but I did get to hear maybe the last few minutes of it. So thank you again. Um, I don't know where. Have you guys gotten into first? I mean, sorry, chapter three yet? Or just no, kind of I doing a recap? For you. I was, I was, I was waiting for you, so I went over the, 
So I went over the trash can concept, did some uh, some housekeeping things, um, and then just kind of did a uh, a recap of um, last week's show. Okay, super, super. I did, um, and thanks thanks to everyone again for for tuning in, cho- choosing us. I I really hope that you guys are digging into this this study and making it a personal, a very personal thing. Um, and that's kind of where I, I, I'd like to just, just start, Rodney, for a minute, because so many people want to do this, and I'm just going just gonna to speak from my life for a minute here, because I realize that this has, this has to be a personal walk for you. Um, I remember my grandmother telling me, if it convicts you, and I don't, I don't remember what it was about, um, right now, I don't, head is spinning, but I just remember her telling me at a very early age, if it convicts you, then it's wrong for you. And that brings me back, to, and, I, and I've, I've mentioned this on the show before, I remember, and I still have this shirt, so it's so, it's so just trivia, but I remember one day putting on a shirt, very little popular kind of shirt for the women today who kind of the sleeves have the split in, in it. And it's, it was long sleeves, but both of my arms, you know, both arms had that little split right down the middle, so my arms were out. Now, nothing really to this shirt out of the ordinary based on other little tank tops and all of this, but I remember this particular day I felt really, really, um, I'll say the word naked, and I didn't really know why because I'm like, this shirt is just, it's, 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 it's really not that kind of shirt to the point where I had to take it off. And I could not wear it that day. Didn't throw it away. Went back another time. Perfectly okay. And that was for me. And I feel like we all have those moments with God, that God is just trying to speak to us at that time through his word, if nothing else but to say, I want you to hear me, daughter. I want you to hear me, son. This is this is me and you, you and I. We're in this together, and I feel like so often we take our eyes off of God. Um, and there is a part in in verse. I'm sorry, in chapter two that talks about whose praise. Mainly asking, is your praise for men or for God? And so. I want to start there because it's so important that you take your eyes off of somebody else's walk. I go back to the popcorn thing. We put them all, popcorn go in at the same time. They're the same kind, but they don't all pop at the same time. And so you have to be willing to let God speak to you through this word and take that conviction. We are to be convicted to the point where we want to continue to grow. But in order to do that, we have to stay in this word, and you cannot let people tell you when, where, how, and what to do. And I just, and, and I, I've had that happen a couple of times lately to the point where I'm gonna have to tell, I'm gonna have to say, listen, this, this, this is not your walk. You can't go to heaven or hell for me. Period. And I can't for you. That's different. Now, if someone shares a word, but even with that. Don't let anybody share words with you who you know are not in, in this word, and it does not register with what your spirit has already spoke to you or will speak to you. So that's what I mean. Make it personal. Take your eyes off of this world and off of 
the man or the woman next to you, the coworker, all of that. You go to God for you, and you ask God. I remember a, a pastor telling me or saying, woe, it's me. Woe, it's me. It's not anybody else. It's not anything else. It's me, God, standing before you, naked in a sense, flesh and all. And then let this word cut cut you like it says, like a two-edged sword. Let it let it be your your surgery daily. And do do you and God, but stay in this word, and be open for to to not just see, but hear. Because like Rodney and I have said, there, Rodney, there have been times, especially in Proverbs, where I I literally want to. Just kind of check myself because I'm I'm like I know I've read Proverbs over and over and over again. Why do I feel like I'm reading this for the for the first time? And that's what this word will do. It will grow you. You will have eyes that see something today, and and you perceive it today. And so I just as we go into chapter three, think about and even, I heard you mention Romans one again, which is our favorite thus far. Uh, about worshiping the, the 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 creator rather than the creature, take your take your eyes off of yourself. And I know that it may seem a little strange. You want me to make it about you, but take my take my eyes off of me. Put them on God in this word, and allow Him to have that surgery on you, every part of it. Because there's one thing I do know for for sure and with a doubt that if you stay in it, if you see if you seek. God, through, seek the kingdom of God in his word, through his word, prayer, He, you will not miss him because he's not there. You may miss him because your eyes are on, on you or the world or somewhere else, but as that word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you will not miss it. You will not. So right now I just wanted to remind people to make this so very personal um, in that area. And uh, by the time we're we're finished with this, I hope that faith is renewed, um, even the sense of righteousness. Um, I'm I'm still trying to figure out, and Rodney, maybe you can help with this, or uh, some of the listeners. I um, in my my Bible it talks about righteousness. Um, it says Romans three nineteen through twenty six tells us clearly that Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God. And when I when I read that, um, and it and it goes on to say being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a appropriate pro, pro, oh, I can't say that word appropriate. I'll come back to it by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness. So I want it, I want y'all's opinion, yours too, Rodney. Um, it goes on to say the only dilemma God ever faced was to be righteous and make sinners righteous at the same time. This dilemma was solved when Christ became the blood sacrifice for the sins of humanity. He died to pay the penalty and bear the curse of the law against all of us. And so mainly the part that I wanted to go back in because I thought, wow, 
And I've, I've read this before as well, but this part about tells us clearly that Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God, and it references Romans 3, 19 through 26, for those of you who have your your Bibles out. Um, and maybe, Rodney, if you're okay, we can kind of look over 19 through 26, and it's not as long as it, it seems it is. It's really short. Uh, that's fine, Timmy. Uh, do you want me to read it, or do you want me to answer your question first? Yeah, both, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, so I'll read it first, and then I'll come back to, to your question. Um, again, it's Romans three nineteen through 26, and it says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to, to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a pro uh I'm sorry, uh property I can't say this word either propitiation uh through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. So, um, in order to answer your um, question, Tammy, I'm going to kind of go back to even uh, chapter, to the beginning of chapter three, but I'm also going to tie in some other things. So, um, the first thing we know that, you know, uh, it talks about the Jews and the Gentiles. And, you know, before um, before Jesus died on the cross, um, the Old Testament mostly was about the law, right, the commandments, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And um, and so the Jews, um, you know, thought that, like we discussed last week, um, that they thought that, you know, because they were, you know, the chosen people, that it did not matter what they did. And that's just not true. Um, same thing. Um, today, you know, just because you go to church or just because you read the Bible or just because you pray does not mean that, you know, you can just do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, you know, and then this is talking about how salvation is offered to everyone mm-hmm. and um, not just the Jews but it's offered to the Gentiles and anyone else because salvation 
um, once Jesus, you know, paid the ultimate price, salvation became, um, salvation is open to everyone. And so in this scripture, all all it says is that all you have to do is believe. That's what I was going to ask you. That's it. That's it. All you have to do is believe because it says that you are justified by faith. And the word justified means to show or prove to be right or reasonable. Um, and then the, uh, I don't, theological, if that's a word, I don't know. Uh, it means to declare or make righteous in the sight of God. So you are justified by your faith. The law um, and in First Timothy, First um, Timothy, one and nine, it says the law is for the lawbreakers, for the lawless. That's who the law is for. The law, the purpose of the law is to condemn, not to bring forth salvation. So you know, while they were, you know, people of the past were living under under the law. The purpose of the law was to was to condemn sin. It had nothing to do with making people right with God, but because of Jesus, you can be made right with God. All you have to do is just believe. And and Rodney, I think some people will hear that and 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 maybe misinterpret what we're saying because. And I want to just just give an example. Um, because if if you if we believe, then there ought to be, and I said, oh, there ought to be some type of of reverence, some some love, some some wanting to do right. Um, because also in in John it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So believing and loving. So let me ask you this, for our listeners, just look at it this way: if you truly believed. I don't know if tonight's a lottery night, but if it is, and if it, and you truly believe if I play tonight, I will win, you would really play tonight. Like you, like if you truly mm-hmm. believe you were going to win without a doubt, you would play. You would find a way to play. And that's what we mean by believing, because believing, it just doesn't stop there, because to truly believe in what, what has, as Romans 1 said, has, what has been shown so clearly to us, Without it, so that we would be without doubt. If we truly believed, I'm speaking to myself too, and we we would have a reverence. We would want this word. We would be convicted when we when we know we are we are out of order. Um, and that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. He's not still there. But God is 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 in my opinion, always wanting to purge us. He's wanting to grow. And I don't think we'll ever get all that we are to get right here. Like we, we should be open to growing daily, and that requires us being in, in, in this word. But I want to go back just a little bit to Chapter 2 where it reads, um, and this is circumcision of no avail, and it says, for circumcision, Circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, 
So if it says if it's if an if if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will not the physical uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judge you, even with your written code and circumcision, are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew, and Rodney, you were touching on this, for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, hear that word, outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart. How many times we, you hear us talking about the heart? We'll say, well, God knows my heart. And, and we'll say, yes, he does. And so do we. Um, and if you're like me, there's things in my heart that, that continuously, like if I get rid of one thing, another pops up. It's like in the store. You take one thing, take a bag out, and, that, and it just moves down. Like, okay, I'm next. So for, for, But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter. Whose praise, there, is that, there it is, whose praise is not from men but from God. So I said that a little backwards earlier. It says, whose praise is not from men, but from God. And then that's the end. That's how chapter 2 ends, and it goes into chapter 3 about God's judgment defended. Um, so, Rodney, anything on that? Uh, well, I'm going to come back to that. Let me bring in our caller, Tammy. We have a, we have a caller, uh, 901, last four digits are 3521. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, Rodney. Hi, Tammy. Hey. Hi. I said for me, the real, the, the real, the realization that God's word says the best I can do is as filthy rags before God. Hmm. The very best, and that very best is I think would include anything that the law would would establish as the best would be as filthy rags before God. Once we realize that, I think we can understand more or less. When God says Abraham's faith was counted for righteousness, because we just can't be good enough, and I think if we realize that we can't be good enough, all that you just mentioned, Tammy, just <laughs> I mean, it is 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 establishing our hearts because we just you realize that the best you can do, and sometimes you decide when you get up, I'm not going to sin today. I'm not going to. I'm going to try to make this a perfect day without sin. It's just about impossible because you, if it's not in deed, it's in thought. And I think when that realization happens and you really understand that, then you've got to know that there's got to be something else that has to come before me that God sees that has nothing to do with my works. And that is in the form of Jesus Christ. And that's as I understand it. And I just wanted to say also, too, that I, another realization that, I, that I'm coming to, haven't come to completely, probably never will completely, but is it is that there is a difference, and Tammy mentioned about the heart, and even I think sometimes we try to know more of God's ways. I mean, we do that through the Word, which is, is what we should do, but I think we also need to seek His heart, and I think there's a difference sometimes. I think we can seek the ways and, and do a lot of the good things, 
but we're not, uh, is all these things sometimes a part of God's heart? And I'm going to say this very quickly that, and I usually I think about David, and if it's any particular biblical character that you can think of that did so many wrong things, I mean, if you don't, if you exclude Paul, and even if, after doing those things, God said he was a man after his own heart. Why? Mm. And it was because mm. of his faith. And I I um, disagree with that so much. And I, and when I came to that, again, the realization that I cannot do it. I just can't. All of the self-righteousness just kind of goes by the wayside. I just can't do it. And in that <laughs> way, I think, and it doesn't mean, as you mentioned, Tammy, that if you feel like I can't obey the law and I can't do that, that I'll stop and I won't do it. It'll make me want to do it more simply because I don't have to work that hard. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have to work that hard, more of your heart goes into it. You just want to do it. The desire of your heart is to please God because you don't have to work as hard as you thought you did because of the changes that need to take place that actually subscribe to the law will happen simply because of the desire of your heart is to please God. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I, I want to share okay. I, I that about the filthy rags. And, Rodney, that brings me to um, – she. I'm so glad she said this because I would have forgotten this. But chapter 3, verse – I'm going to start at verse 27. So, Miss Erlene, if you're listening and, and, and have some thought on this, I'd love to hear it. And I'll tell you guys when I get to the point where when I was reading this – this, these two words stood out a few nights ago. So this is boasting excluded, and it starts with chapter 27, and I'm in, I'm, I'm sorry, verse 27, and I'm in chapter 3. It said, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By, by what law? Of works? No, but the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. So justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. And this is where I want you guys to hear me. This is where I got a little mixed up here. It says, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised, it says, by faith, and the uncircumcised through faith. And so those that were by and through, Rodney, I don't know if yours reads the same way, and that's verse 30. It says, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. And then lastly, thirty verse 31 says, Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. So that by and through. Any thoughts on that, Rodney? Help me on that one. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> so um, my, my Bible, um, uh, the Dake Bible, which... I, I love it. It's my, it's my, it's my, it's my favorite Bible. Um, just because I love the 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 notes and everything in it. Um, but it it describes the the scriptures that you just read, um, and it says, 
Um, it says now he said in these scriptures we have the second dialogue between Paul and the Jew. Paul has been proving from uh, verse nine that the Jews are as guilty and condemned as the mm. Gentiles, and that both must be saved by the redemption in Christ. Um, the Jew finding his boasted religion of chapter 2, verses 17 through 29, of no merit at all to save his soul, um, interrupts Paul and asks, where does our boasting come in with such a program of salvation without works and the law? Have we no merit of our own? Do we not have anything accruing uh, accruing us from our 1,700 years of circumcision and the Mosaic Covenant? Paul responds, it is completely out, referring to his boasting in verse 27. Um, and that's why he said it is excluded. Uh, the Jew, uh, by what law um, or works? And then Paul says, by the law of faith, you have sinned and you need forgiveness. The law of works cannot pardon. It requires obedience. And only, uh, I can't see that word, but it, it requires obedience and only kills if transgressed. Faith alone in Christ will pardon and cancel the death penalty. So in other words, um, you know, the Jew is um, is looking or thinking that, um you know their circum uh, their circumcision or or everything of the past or that the law will you know make an atonement for their for, for for their sins. However, it doesn't work that way. And Paul was saying that you know essentially Jesus, you know, is the atonement for for your sins. That's how you can be made right with God. It's not by the law. It's not by the works. Um, and so. You know, the Jew was confused because he was thinking that, oh, the, you know, this should have, uh, you know, rectified it or this should have, you know, cleared me. But he was saying, no, the Jews, whether you're Jew or whether you're Gentile, you still, um, your faith is what frees you, or your 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 faith is what gets you out of it. It has nothing to do uh, with your works. I'm going to, uh, I don't know if Ms. Erlene is, is uh, still here, wanted to come back in, but I, I'll bring her in too, Tammy, uh, to see if. Hey, so, so Ronnie, yours did that. say by or through. Did yours say that the. Oh, down in, uh, verse, down in verse 30? Yeah, does yours say, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith, so the circumcised by faith mm-hmm. and the uncircumcised through faith. Yeah, mine, your... mine says that. So yeah, what do you think mine says... the, difference is in, the difference in that? Because through, hmm. um, there I guess, two prepositions, but come on, teacher, help us here. Have <laughs> 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 uh, if we I'm on, teach- I don't know whether I'm on or not. It's teacher, too, so come on, teachers. <laughs> uh, Tammy? Uh-huh. 
Okay, I didn't know whether or not I was on this early. If I could, the way I've always looked at that in terms of by and through, and it, and it may not be the right interpretation, I don't know, but the way I've looked at it, the circumcision part and being by circumcision, that was a period of time before Jesus came. And the law was, and I, I just always felt like the law was, was the thing that was, it wasn't that it wasn't respected, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was until the one, until the, the one came. And I always looked at it as, as by, as being circumcision as a part of the law that the Jews kept, that I felt in a way was acceptable to God until Jesus came, and that was through faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm, that may not be it. But that's kind of the way I saw it. Okay. I I I'll, <laughs> I I'll just add this when I so when 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 I think about the words by and through, the word by means that um it that there's a that there's a deadline or that it ends or has to end by a certain point or or it does end at a certain point. For example, if if my boss says, Rodney, I want this by Friday, it means that Friday is the last possible um time for me to to submit this or to uh to get this thing done, right? But if you say through that we're gonna be working on this through Friday, that means that it doesn't necessarily have to be uh completed by Friday. It's a con it's going to continue through Friday. It's a continuous, it's a continuous thing. And so we know that um, the law eventually um, it, it didn't necessarily go away, but at one point, at one point, that that was the way, right? And then when Jesus came um, and 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 died and died on the cross for our sins. You know, now we are justified through faith, meaning that it's a continuous thing, and that's that why so there's good, a scripture that says, his, "His mercy endures forever." Absolutely, right? Because it's a continuous thing. Um, you know, it, it's not the it's not the end all. And if you think about the 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 Jews, you know, the the you know the the scriptures that we've read so far. You know, it 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 constantly says that you know they think or they thought that you know that you know the, these one time things you know they would always be fine like you know that 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 they could do whatever they want and they were still going to be okay or you know just like in in these in these verses it talked about well uh, the Jew was saying you know what about my marriage you know what about the things you know what about these other things like isn't that enough and and Paul is like, no, like you're only, um, you know, only set free, you know, you know, by your faith. So I think, you know, for me, that's the way I look at by and and through, um, even as it relates to these scriptures. Yeah, Jesus I just can fulfill it, and, it, and it's just like you were saying, right? And that was so good, is that if the law wasn't destroyed, it was just mm-hmm. fulfilled. Yes. Big difference. Yes. It wasn't destroyed. I think it's kind of like, well, you don't go by, yes, it, it, those things that were set up and established as laws, not the Jewish law, but I mean in terms of God's commandments, which were also considered law, mm-hmm. were not, they weren't, weren't destroyed. These are things we should ascribe, ascribe to. 
But we just mm-hmm. can't one hundred percent get there. Uh, it has to be when Jesus came and fulfilled that. It, that 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 brought in the faith part, and we could that part we can do. Mhm. I just this is Tammy, you guys, and I just read um, as you guys were talking, I I googled something here, and this for some reason, um, this there's something here that says. Think about through as you have to go through the forest to get to the village. Mm-hmm. And for it may not be what this is saying, but it helped me to kind of understand because if you're circum if if thinking about circumcised circumcised versus uncircumcised, if we are circumcised and by that faith, then it's kind of like we are. I'll say under the law, and y'all tell me if I'm kind of saying this wrong, but I look at it like if you're uncircumcised, maybe you have to go through, um, when, I, when I sit here, through that forest to get to the village. Like, because if you're circumcised, we, you should know more, or you feel like you do, rather, so, so to speak, and maybe you, you shouldn't have to, although I think we do. You, you may not have to go through that, or you think you may not have to go through that forest, like an uncircumcised person would have to do to get there. Maybe that's a better way to see it. Like we may think we just can go by it and we're good. Mm-hmm. And then we look back at the uncircumcised and be like, no, nah, y'all need to go through it because you, you, you don't know this law. You, does that make a little bit? That helps me to re, just to read that. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the forest to get to the village. Um, and, and those who are circumcised, I guess they looked at them or we looked at them as they be, they were believers, but at the same time, they may have looked at the uncircumcised like, well, you know, you're not us, or you you're not you're not um, privy to to this. Yeah. And and the word says absolutely not. But that by and through just kind of kind of threw me for a minute. But I get it now. I get it with all of that. I get it. And well, verse Jesus, verse uh, real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rodney. I said the way was telling it was saying when Jesus came, he opened it all not only for the Jews but also for the Gentiles. And to me, when it says Gentiles, it encompasses all. Okay. I I agree with that. And I was just going to say, verse thirty-one makes Miss 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 Erling's point about. about the law, because it says, do we then make void the law through faith? And it says, God forbid, yea, we establish the law. So the law didn't, it, you know, it it didn't go anywhere. And there there's uh, some other scriptures in the New Testament where they're talking about um, about the law. Um, but verse, I, I thought that was interesting. Verse 31 uh, made Ms. Erlene's point that, you know, the law didn't go anywhere. Uh, it, it's sort of like you know the laws that that we have now, the laws of the land. Um, you know, regardless of you know what we believe, the law is still is still there because because it has to be because it needs to be. Um, but you're gonna need more than just the law. You're gonna need more than just Something in writing, because clearly people have shown over time that just isn't enough. Right, and Rodney, I think chapter four takes us right into a good place where it starts out. What then shall we say? And Miss Arlene mentioned um, Abraham. It says, "What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, 
has found according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. There's that word again, believed God. And and, and I'm going to stop right there for just a second and say for our listeners, and, 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 and us included, what are, you, what are you believing God for? Or what are you wanting? What are you in need of? But there's still that doubt. And that this, this part just blessed me because I've been talking to myself about faith and belief um, to the point where I, I say I believe, but there's always that, that, that doubting what if. Because even with sometimes we pray for, we pray for things, and when it comes, we're, we, get, we get so excited just by the, the indication of it. But then we also kind of wonder, is this, is this for us? Will it happen? Can it happen? And, I, and I, I'll go back to Steve Harvey, who, who, who has become a favorite of mine since doing his show. Um, he says, I'm just crazy enough to believe that God will do what he said he will do. Like, I'm just crazy enough to believe that all that stuff, all those promises. So for you, someone out there, some people, all of us, me included, what do you believe in God for? What is what is it that you truly need right now to have that faith in? And do you have it? Do you have it? And and I also think just getting into this word, um, it keeps us connected to the point where it doesn't mean that the fear won't come, that those thoughts won't come. Because, look, Satan, Satan tempted Jesus. He took him away and tempted him, lured away. You know, Scripture tells us that. So don't think that it's not going to come. And I think that's one of the worst things that, for me, I know, remember when I really got to a point where I wanted to, I, I just had this desire for God, and I was just thirsty, and I was asking people, how do you know? How do you know when, when it's God's voice? How do you know? And nobody clearly had an answer for me. But one that 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 answered my question, I'll say that. And then one day, I, I wish I knew who this person was, or at that time said, "You will know, like you will know." And even so, even even then, it has it has come and it has gone. But I do think it does that because, or it, it did that so many times because I'm back and I'm forth. I'm in my word. I'm out of my word. I'm praying. I'm not praying. And so there has to be some discipline and con- consistency so that we can get off of that milk. And even then, I think those things come even more. Like Satan, the the, the rulers of darkness is what the Bible says. It, it gets it gets even greater. So it's almost like we have to prepare people who come, babies who come seeking for God, because I was one of those ones. I thought, okay, things are going to be good now. It's better. No one really pulled me over and say, you know, I think we need to pull people over and say, let's get you in a prayer group. Let's get you connected with with a, a prayer partner. Let's get you connected with someone that you can read the Bible with, because, if you don't, it'll shut you down. Some people, it will shut you down. 
So just to stay on, on topic, what are you believing God for tonight? What are you believing God for? What are you in need of? And do you believe? Do you have that faith? Are you are you like Steve Harvey said? Are you just crazy enough to believe that God? Hey, uh, oh, Kevin, and Rodney, I won't say anything else, I promise. Oh, you can say all you uh, want. <laughs> but there is a, there is a scripture, and I've had to refer back to it many times, and I don't right now I don't know what the background of the scripture is, and you guys may know, but it says, it, they ask the question, and it says, ask of God, to God help thou my unbelief. And I think that there, to me, that there were times that I had to go back to that and said, I, I'm, and, and have that kind of honesty before God. And say, this is at a point where you help my unbelief. And it doesn't mean that it's not a belief in God. It's at that point with whatever you, wherever the attack is coming from. And and we want to sometimes be so strong to say we can get over this because we're spiritually based enough to do it. And I think that there are times that we have to say that. You know, this is a point, this is a crisis point, and I have to say before the Lord, God, you help thou my unbelief. Mm, that's a good one. That's Mark. I just looked it up. It's Mark 9 and 24 for our listeners who want to go back and ponder on it. Um, and it said, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's, that's good. Hmm. That's, so, again, <laughs> 9 24. Hmm. I don't know if I see like that. That to me seems foreign, and I've been in Mark, but that verse that you just threw out seems foreign to me, and 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 I need that one. Wow. Okay. Lord, I, 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 I also I also think I also think in terms of in terms of um, believing, I think people should keep that in context as well. Um, now, just because, you know, you want something to happen, it doesn't, because I think sometimes we get frustrated when it doesn't happen or doesn't happen right away. It doesn't happen, you know, when we think it should happen. Um, also remember that, you know, you have to be, in uh, in a certain place for it, you can't just say, "Oh, this is a desire of my heart," and expect it to happen, because that's not the way it works. You 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 need to. And Tammy, I kind of uh, uh, mentioned this before before you were on the air. Um, you know, if uh, when I was talking about the trash can. Um, if what you want, if you could have that in your current state, then you would already have it. For example, let's say you want, you know, I use the example of a house. But it, if you could have the house that you desire in your current state, then you would already have it. So if you don't have the house in your current state, then what do you need to do differently in order to be in position to get that house? And 
It doesn't matter if it's internal or external. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So to go along with your faith, you have to do something because that's all working is. And that work may be different depending on what it is that that you want or that your heart desires. But there has to be some work that goes along with your faith because if you truly believe it, then you'll do what is necessary in order to get it. Because if you're if you're if you're not willing to do the work, then do you really believe it? Do you really believe that it can happen if you're not willing to do anything for it? Okay, Rodney, let's let's go into verse five then. Um and I'm I'm chapter four, verse five. And this is David celebrates the same truth is what it's titled. And it says, but to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Verse 6 says, just as David also describes blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from work. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. So verse 5 is what I guess where I want to go. But to him who does not work but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. What's your take on that one? Well, I, 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 you know, I think that I think that goes along with with the other um, with the with, with with the with the first part or with everything that we we've, we've talked about before. That that's all you need for righteousness or to be to be right with God. Your your faith is, is what is what gets you there. Gets you to that point. Your 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 faith is. Um, you know, be, be, because of because of Jesus, your um, your faith makes you right with God. Okay. Okay. And and I do I, feel. I a, um, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, it just brings a thought about desires and and God, you know, God's will. And matter of fact, I remember hearing, and Miss Arlene might remember this lady's name, but it was the it was if Miss Arlene's still listening, it was the lady who came, and she, um, oh gosh, she she adopted the two, or was trying to adopt a little girl and a little boy from Russia, maybe I believe. Um, and she was speaking, and I remember her saying, uh, speaking about desires, um, that the the closer, and I'm, I'm going to say this in Tammy's words, but the way I took it was, like, there comes a point, because sometimes some, we hear that verse about, um, you know, all of our prayers, what, whatever whatever you pray and, and you will, you know, if you have the prayer of a must, faith of a mustard seed, you know, basically all your prayers will be answered or your desires. 
And I remember her saying that there comes a point in your growth with God where your desires align with his desires, with his will. So even our prayers are prayers. We pray differently because we are we are different. We, we, we become different. We start growing. We start denying our flesh, taking up our cross and following him daily, and that our desires, and I know this may be a little bit different from what we're talking about here, but when you think about the belief and the faith, it goes back to um, if you believed that you were going to really win, you, you, you would really play, like if there was no doubt. Well, in believing there's obedience or there's a desire to. And like Ms. Earlene said and we said, it doesn't mean that you're not going to sin. It doesn't mean that. But your your heart is changing, your desire, the way that you um, respond to life, to, to people, all of that. It's just like you become a new person and your desires change. And so maybe that will help somebody because I, it, it, it did with me when I – and that doesn't mean because you guys, again, like one thing goes away, 50 more come. I really do believe that. But you still see so much growth in some areas. Um, I, I was speaking with a lady yesterday who came in to get – the pictures were 60-plus um, years old, and – they, she had been adopted, she and her brother, very young age, um, and she was so pleasant about it. I mean, you could just feel that her, her thankfulness about being adopted. And I told her, I said, I really love how you see this. I said, because so many people in this particular situation, they focus on what I did not have, I, I, I did not have my my, my um, biological mom and dad. I was adopted and this and that. But she and her brother focused on these parents, this, this man and this woman who adopted them and, and loved them and raised them as, as, as if they had had them, you know, together. And she said, she was just, just so, it was just, it just blessed me because, again, we often will think about what we don't have. And she said, oh, yeah, she said, I'm so grateful um, that they adopted both of us, that they loved us like they did, and we really think and call them our parents. She said, they're gone on to be with the Lord now. She said, but when I looked back in search of my mom just to, to see this and that, she said, I'm so thankful that God took me out of that situation. And so that that as well, sometimes, y'all, we get caught up in what we don't have, where we're not. But I promise you, if you just stop and think, did you have what you needed today? Did you wake up in, in, in your right mind, in your bed, on your couch, whatever the re on somebody else's couch? But you think about, did you have? And so, again, I think when we look at it that way, that's God speaking to us. That, that helps build our faith just in how we look at things. And so let that minister to you tonight as well as you think about the, you know, what is it that you believe in God for? Where is your faith? Your heart. And, and Romans speaks about there has to be a change of heart that takes place, produced by the Holy Spirit. 
in order to have, it says, that right relationship with God. And so maybe that's what we're missing as well. Maybe we just won't free ourselves enough, and it's like Ms. Earlene said, to know that on our best days, best days, we fall short. Filthy rags. But God's not looking at all of that. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that should be our goal to, to stay in places. It should be to grow. And be thankful for that growth. And take our minds out of the world. I won't even say off, out of the world. Back over to you, Rodney. That's that's <laughs> that's really uh that's really good, Tammy. Um I wanna go back to um to Abraham and I'm gonna uh for those of you guys who have your uh, your Bibles, um, James two, the twentieth verse. I'll start there, and it says, "But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith." Made perfect And the scripture was fulfilled Which saith Abraham believed God And it was imputed Unto him for righteousness And he was called the friend Of God Ye see then how that, how that By works a man is justified And not by faith Only Likewise also was not Rahab Rahab the harlot Justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And then uh, just a little uh, note here. It says, um, it is clear from Genesis 22 that Abraham proved his faith in God when he was asked to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice. It was faith that led him to this act of obedience. He Had he refused to obey, it would have demonstrated that he had no faith in God or his word. It is also clear that this act of faith and works was not his initial justification by faith. That was uh, in Genesis 12. It, it says that it uh, that's where uh, uh, 50... 40 or 50 years before you offered Isaac, um, and I would have to go back and look at that. Um, but it just talked about it. So James 2, verses 20 to 26, um, shows how the two are connected with with the the faith um, and, and the works. And one more uh, thing I wanted to read here, Tammy. It says, um, Paul in uh back to Romans four uh in verses one it 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 says Paul here after proving in chapter three verses twenty one through thirty one that both Jews and Gentiles could only be saved by grace through faith shows by examples how Abraham and David were justified. Abraham, the father of the Jewish nation, was a rank heathen or an uncircumcised Gentile before God pardoned him by grace through faith, he could not have been justified by obedience to the law 
which was not until 430 years later. Paul points out that Abraham was pardoned the same way the gospel saves Jews and Gentiles. Why should the Jews condemn Christianity and oppose Gentiles when they were included in the Abrahamic covenant? Paul also proves that his blessings did not come through circumcision, for Abraham had it many years before he was circumcised. So going back to and, and using this as an example to go along or to tie into um what you're seeing about uh, believing, Tammy, I think that if we think back to the story of Abraham, that was a a, a huge sacrifice, um, at least from a, a, a physical standpoint. When you talk about sacrificing your child, that was a, a huge sacrifice. However, Abraham did it. He he believed God enough to where he was willing to sacrifice his child. And I think that, you know, we have to, um, and then we also know that, you know, God, God didn't allow him to go, to go through with it. However, his faith was tested. And I think that... Um, that's another thing um, to look at is that, you know, when when we say that we have faith or when we say that we're, we are believers or, or we're believing God for something, you must understand that it will be tested. In some way, your faith will be tested. Or whatever you're believing him for, it will be tested. Um, and think, I mean... You know, I can think about even in my own life, you know, when I when I when I want things, when I desire things, and it doesn't happen as quick as I think it should. Well, at some point, doubt sets in. At some point, or tries to anyway, but at some point, you know, you begin to wonder, um, is that really for me or Am I doing all the right things? Am I am, am am I where I should be, or is this is this what God wants? You know, a lot of different things start to go through our mind, or we start to think, well, if it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to. So different things start to start to happen, and so if you are believing God for something, what is it and what are you willing to do in order to prove to God that you believe him or that you believe in him? Tammy. Um, okay. Couple of things. Uh, just as as we we talked about, what are you believing God for? What are you in need of? I want to flip that question because we're on this part here. What is God asking you to give up? What do you hear God saying? Let go, release, and it could be. And I'm not saying you know. Pe- it could it could be for me. It's back to ice. 
not sonic eyes, but it's eyes. Like it's 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 really when I and, and I think about Abraham and Isaac, you know, and it starts in Genesis. It starts and Rodney, you were there in Genesis. Um, this is Genesis 22. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. So when God tests us, when you hear that calling, he may not, he may call your name or you just may, something may drop in your spirit. But how often do we say, here I am? And and you go back to, to how it talks about Abraham um, believed God and it was accounted to him for his righteousness. That kind of belief, Y'all, I can't even imagine. And, and, and it's sad, but I'm going to just keep it honest with you. Then he said, Abraham said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. He just told him to go. I shall tell you which mountain. Just Go. And so I'll stop there, but read it. Go back since we're having Bible study, and, and as we get through this right now, I don't even know how long we, how, how, why it took us so long to do this because I just, I just could keep going with this forever and ever. But read Genesis 22, and then just as again we talked about, what do you believe in Him for? What is that faith? So what is He, what is He saying? Let go. Like, for, like the lady with um, being adopted. She could have went another direction, and that could have changed the course of her life in the way she thinks. So what are you holding on even from childhood? What, are you, what pain are you holding on? Because there are a lot of adults, me included, we still hold on to some stuff that, can't, that won't ever change. Ain't nothing you can do about what happened. But how is it affecting your life now? So... God told Abraham to go, to go. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and and offer him there as a burnt offering. Is God asking you to give up TV? Is he asking you to give up sex? Is he asking, whatever, whatever it is that you hear that calling, being angry, cursing, overeating. What is it? What is it you so that's two questions you could take away tonight. What do you believe in him for and where is your faith? And then what is he asking you to release so that you can move forward? Take up your cross. Your cross daily. And I think just the fact that it's that's so personal. It says it goes back to make this personal. What's on your cross? Because as you release those, that's when you're like go back to the popcorn. That's when you start you start popping, and you pop a little bit more. You make a little bit more popcorn if that's how you want to say it. And then Rodney, I I wish I found this and it's it's quite interesting. And maybe I'll share it so people can go read this. But it talks about the offering of Isaac points to the crucifixion of Jesus. And it says, Abraham offered his son, 
his only son. God offered his only son. Isaac carried the wood for the sacrifice. Jesus carried the cross for the sacrifice. Isaac cried out to his father. Jesus cried out to his father. Isaac escaped death after three days. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. And it goes on and on, and I just think that is that is awesome. And I'll share it. And if anybody wants it who's not on Facebook, you know, let me know, and, and I'll share it with you as well. Let's see if I can tell what this is on. Um, oh, gosh. This is BibleStudyTools.com, and I guess you probably can put in Abraham Offers Isaac. So BibleStudyTools.com, Abraham Offers Isaac. But just... Just, just that alone, and again, go back to Romans chapter one. It says, talks about God um, making making Himself, making all this known, so that we would be without excuse. And I believe that's Romans one, right? Um, let's see, His invisible attributes, because we talked about that in the first round of this. Um, what look for those invisible attributes that are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse, so that we make it personal, personal, so that I am without excuse. Um, because although they knew, make that personal, although I know God, I do not glorify him as God, nor am I thankful. But I'm becoming futile in my thoughts, in my foolishness. And my and my heart is darkened. Make it personal, and go back to that verse Miss Earlene gave us, which I love because I'm gonna have to use that some days. I'm gonna have to use it tonight. In uh, King James version says, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. And I, I'm gonna add, but help thou mine unbelief. Help my, but help my unbelief. Search it out. Because, again, like Rodney said, it comes. No matter how much faith and how much we are pursuing, it comes. Why? Because the Word tells us that we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood, but, but evil, spiritual darkness, and the rulers of this darkness. So it's almost like we should expect it. If you're seeking and searching for God, expect it. But wait that thing out. Put the put the word back on the rules of darkness. Back over to you, Rodney. Jamie, uh, you made me think of something uh, when you were uh, talking about these similarities between um, uh, Abraham and Isaac and uh, God and Jesus. Um, it made me think about Ecclesiastes and how it says. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. And in my in my time, um and I won't and I won't get into all of it tonight. Um uh, I'll say some for another day, but in my in my time um, you know, reading the Bible, um probably mm, probably since, probably my I'll say my adult years. Um, I've learned that there are a lot of parallels um, 
throughout uh, the scriptures. And and, and uh, I'll give you another one in addition to Abraham and Isaac. Um, if uh, um, I can't I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Jonah, the one uh, um, that was in the fish. Um, if you read that, you'll see some some uh, some similarities as well. Um, but what I what I'm taking away from uh, tonight's show is that um, the word faith came up a lot, and I think that we all should be grateful because. Um, as Ms. Erling stated earlier, that when we think of, uh, you know, our thoughts, those things that we say that no one hears, those things that we do that that people don't see, and we still, and we're here. We we look up and we're still blessed. Our families are are, are still healthy. Um, you know, we we passed by a number of accidents on the highway and we were not in them, um, and neither was anyone that we cared about. When we think about you know just the goodness of the Lord, we aren't like we aren't enough, or we don't you know. Um, you know, we it's not that we, you know, we we can't do enough to to earn the the, the grace and the mercy that is given to us um, on a on a on a regular basis. Um, you know, because there have been people who have done far less than what we've done, and you know, they may not be here today. Um, you know, so when we think about um, the goodness of the Lord and how, you know, by our faith, we can be made right with him. Um, I think that is something to be static about, something to be grateful for, uh, because it doesn't have to be that way. Um so uh, th- those are kind of my my closing remarks uh, um, here. Uh, back over to you, Tammy. Um, same here. So I'll add, you know, belief. I'll add obedience. Ask the question again. What are you believing for? What are you in need of? Um, and and also, what are what are you to give up and release? And make that so personal. Um, I would like to, and I was going to just pick a little section of this, but um, I feel like if we can go two hours on some other kind of stuff, it's not shortened tonight, we're almost there. So I, I want to end, and then for those of you who are listening and, and, and you really doing this thing, um, if time permits, go back and pick, if you could do both chapters, three and four before going to bed, do them, or just pick one. But this, uh, the end of chapter 4, I want to read some of it. And mine is titled, The Promise Granted Through Faith. Um, I have a couple of things highlighted here, but I won't stop and focus on them because we'll be on all night. 
but just as as I read it, whatever stands out, whatever calls and nugs on your heart, um, right, just jot it down. Remember it. So it says, for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. There's that word again, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. And that just means no offense, no act against the law for that word. Therefore, it is of faith, is that word faith, that it might be according to grace. So therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. And you think about Abraham's faith. He said, here I am. Remember that. Who is the father of, of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And so focus on that part, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father, Abraham, the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, it said he did not consider all that because he just believed God. So what do you think is dead? What do you think that your body is not equipped for, your mind, whatever is not equipped for? Um, it said... Um, he he didn't ponder on that, basically. So verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not waver, but was strengthened in faith. There's the word again, giving glory to God. So to me, that just says he was, he was glorifying God as he waited. It's like he expected it. It's coming, I know. Um, and it says, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able. Do you feel that God is able to perform? And therefore it was accounted to him a, for righteousness. There's that again. It's, it's, that's, we've heard that a couple of times. It was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us, us, meaning me and you. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. And I'll finish here. It's the last verse of, of chapter 4. Who was delivered up because of our offenses. Delivered up because of our offenses and was raised 
because of our justification. And so look mm. up some of those words, justification, um, making righteous in the sight of God is what it says here, the act of showing something to be right or reasonable. So it says, and was raised because of our justification. So go back and read it, and again, make it personal. Make it personal. Um I was, and I'll, I'll turn this back over to you, Rodney. We can close if you're ready. But I remember, and I still think about this. Um, one day I was reading the the word and, and came across the one of the verses about the sword, and and I just clearly my eyes saw the S drop off of the word sword, and there was word W O R D, and this word is our it 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 is our shield. It is our weapon for this dark world. And we're all so distracted, all so distracted. I am, for those of you who don't know, I'm back working, and I just see it as such a God thing. Um, and I'm trying to look at it differently because so often we pray for things. And, and I and I did. I asked God, okay, it's time for me to go back to work. I, I need a job. And, and I was just, and it's, what, it's not the one that I would have picked, but I got to realize that I, I don't get to pick. And so I was I was adamant that I'm going to go in with a grateful heart. Doesn't mean I'm going to have perfect days, but a few days ago this uh this elderly guy and I've had some some great moments with with some of the customers, but this elderly guy came in and he must have gotten I don't know, maybe a few steps into the store and I was coming around the corner and I said, "Sir, can I help you?" And uh he looked at me and he said, I prayed for somebody to come and ask to help me when I come in. He was elderly. His wife was home was sick. He had this sandwich bag with with um, whatever the little thing is where if they fall or they're hurt because they live alone and, and they are able to push that button, medical alert. He had it all in pieces. The batteries was out, and one of them was out. And so he couldn't. He said, my wife is sick. She's scheduled for surgery. She usually do, does this. I can't get it out. And here's back, this is the kind I need. And so it was just a blessing. And I told him, I said, you don't know how you bless me because if, if nothing else, I know that this is where I was supposed to be for this day, for your prayer. Whether I want to be here or not, you prayed. And, and, and he even told my manager, he said, I prayed, and as soon as I walked in the door, she came around the corner. And it blessed me because it allowed me to to get my mind off of me and where I want to be and what I want to be doing. And I've had those little moments since I've been there, and I've had those other moments, but I have to make a choice. Am I going to be grateful and thankful for this moment? And, God, how will you use me? How will you use me for for such a time as this, for whatever it is? And and that's with realizing that on my best day, like Miss Earlene said, oh my best day, my rags are filthy, filthy. Bleach can't clean them. And so with that, you guys stay in this word. Um, I'm so grateful and thankful that we're doing this. I'm thankful for Rodney. We got the same favorite chapter <laughs> in the Bible, <laughs> and even think about how. How Rodney and I connected. That's a. It's just. 
it's just a God thing. It's just truly a God thing that we end up here all these years later. Like I feel like I have another brother, and and it's just it's just awesome. And so start to look for those those um how did it say it there, Rodney? How did um invisible attributes? Look for those invisible things. You know, when you leave, when you're running late and you pass and you see the accident, I mean, it's not that we're grateful, but we're thankful, God, thank you, because who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So I turn it back over to you. You guys stay in this word. Stay prayed up. Pray for Rodney and I. Pray for Rodney's family, my family, your family. Let's just stay connected and, and share Share more with us. Join the conversation. Thank, thank you, Ms. Erlene, for, for your comments tonight. We want to hear your comments, your thoughts. So, so get in there and, and tell us what your thoughts are as you study this word, and we'll be on four and five. No, no, five and six next week, Rodney, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Back over to you. I'm done. Uh, you made me think of the word uh, faithful when you when you talked about uh, just being used and, and, and um, being used and and doing, uh, you know, God's work or you know, um, and the word, the suffix full f u l means um, means full of or having a quantity that would fill something, and so. Being faithful means that you are full of faith. So you're believing that your faith or that your belief is going to mean something or amount to something. So just wanted to share that um, because I I thought of the word faithful um, when you had mentioned, you know, uh, being used even in. Uh, even where you are um, today and how, you know, the gentleman walked in and, you know, talked about what he had, what he had prayed for. Um, and, and so I think we have to keep those things in mind that, you know, yes, make sure you are squared away and that you are taken care of and that you are in a position um or that is the only way you will be in position to be a, you, you know, uh, to be used or to be a blessing to anybody, uh, because if, um, because if not, if you don't, if you don't take care of yourself also, then it, it it might be hard for that to happen. So, or it will be hard for that to happen. Um, and so, make sure that you are always in a position to be used. And a lot of times you don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. Um, God will allow your light to shine. I think sometimes we think that we have to go and, you know, um, announce to the world, you know, what's going on um, either within us or within our lives, but our lives will speak for themselves. And if we're, doing what we're supposed to be doing or where we need to be, then whoever needs to benefit from it will. And a lot of times we don't even have to do anything or say anything. Our God will allow God will allow our presence to mean something to somebody. 
thank you guys for tuning in tuning in to tonight's show. Tammy, do you have anything uh coming up? I know you were working on some things. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna ask for prayers. Um I know you know Rodney, but um we submitted a proposal to the city of Memphis last year. And um we are going back and we are hopeful that this, this coming that they've called they've called us so we have a meeting, Brandon and I. Um and we can't, we're we antsy because we don't know. We're like, well, if they're calling us and want us to come back and, and have a meeting, it's got to be good because they could just say no. And they're, they're hey, mm-hmm. I need to talk to myself. This, this, where's my faith and belief, <laughs> right? See that? Right. But we're just, Brandon and I met like early this morning at Starbucks because we, we got the word yesterday. And so we're like, I am. Brandon's kind of cool, calm, and collected, but I'm like, well, do you think this, and do you think this? And Brandon's like, well, Mom, we're just going to go and see, and and whatever it is, you know, we just need to, you know, wait it out, da-da-da-da-da. But I'm like, I need to know. So I'm asking you guys to pray because this would be, I mean, this, 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 the time, all of it, pray God's will for that, I'll say. Um, and we go Thursday, and I'll I'll, I'll let you guys know if we get it. We're gonna do a special show on Facebook. <laughs> this we just glorify God because it will be an awesome, awesome thing if we. It will just open so many doors. So I'm asking you guys, and don't say you're gonna pray if you're not gonna pray for me. But I'm asking you guys pray tonight, tomorrow, all through Thursday, all day Thursday. I want y'all to be praying while we're in the meeting. Two o'clock my time. So wherever you are, I want you to be praying just for God's spirit to be wherever we are and in in, in those people that make those decisions because it will be wonderful for Gator Consulting um, in such a major way. And we'll be able to help people, help help people. Um, and I'll tell you more about it, but just, just, just say prayers for us. Prayers, not one, prayers. <laughs> That is that is really uh good news, Tammy, and uh we 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 believe that it will work out the way that um God wants it to and that would be in your favor. So we're 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 looking forward to hearing the, the, the good report, the good news, um after your meeting on Thursday. Um but until until then and until Till next week, we uh, hope you guys will read Romans 5 and 6 um, and come back and um, do what Miss Earlene did and uh, press the number one and, and join the conversation with us and share your insights, share your thoughts. Um, we would love to hear them. Until then, have a blessed week and have a good night. Good night, everybody.
But I know 